Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Evening Thoughts. I hope that you are well and having a great weekend so far. My name is Sam, and I am a Navy chaplain, and this podcast is my reflections on faith, life, death, and the beyond. I am so glad to have you join me again this evening, and wherever you are tuning in from, I just want to thank you. If you like what you hear, please click on that follow or subscribe button for weekly episodes and share this podcast with someone you know. You can also add me on Instagram under eveningthoughts2021 or you can email me at eveningthoughts at hotmail.com. I would love to hear from you and connect with you. Tonight, I'd like to pray for the people of Ukraine and I gotta admit, my heart is a little heavy. As you know and have heard by now, Ukraine has been invaded by Russia. Now, I don't fully understand the history and the political motivations of both countries, but I do know that there are innocent people losing their lives on both sides. As you've seen on the news, it is really difficult to watch, isn't it? And as I think about those who are losing their lives, I picture a husband who loves his wife just as I love my own living in fear of losing their lives or being hurt. I picture a mother holding her child in her arms as bombs and artillery explodes around them. I guess what I'm saying is that there are people just like you and I, and I don't want to lose our sense of humanity in all of this. As a Navy officer, there's always a chance that our military will respond with military action, and I fear for my wife being alone if I have to deploy. And so these are the things I'd like to pray for tonight. Wherever you are, would you pray with me? God, we entrust the people of Ukraine into your hands. We also entrust the people of Russia into your hands as well, because there are innocent civilians on both sides caught up in all of this, and not only civilians, but also those who are military personnel. God, we pray for protection. We We pray for a quick resolution and end to Russia's invasion. We pray for your mighty hand to put the fear of God into evil people at work. We pray for a quick, peaceful conclusion. God, in all of this, we may feel scared and disillusioned, but you are still in control. You are still God. You are still the one that we trust. We love you and we entrust all of these things into your capable hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for taking a brief moment to pray with me. Prayer is powerful and it is effective. And let us keep on praying for the people of Ukraine and Russia. I have some updates for you about my life. My wife and I are officially homeless. Well, that is not the best way to describe it. Houseless is to be more accurate. We're on the road. And we will be living out of our suitcases for the next month. As you know, we are moving to Japan to execute our next set of orders. And before we head over there, my wife and I wanted to take a long road trip, go on a little vacation and see our beautiful nation and visit our family in Colorado. All that to say, I'm recording this from a hotel room. So if my voice sounds a little more echoey or tinny, Please forgive me, and I hope that it doesn't take away from your listening experience too much. With that said, tonight's episode is entitled, How Do I Know God's Calling for My Life? 
I have wrestled with this question many times in my life, and it has been reignited by the fact that I'm about to close one chapter of my life to another. For the last five years, I have been a chaplain to the Marines. I have been to Camp Fuji, then to California with 1st LAR, and then I finished my Marine Corps chaplain time with 1-4. I have trained with Marines, been deployed with Marines. I have tragically lost my own Marines and Sailor as well. Now, as I look ahead to my new set of orders, I will no longer wear the Marine uniform, and I will be a chaplain to my sailors on a ship. I'm about to begin a new journey, and so this is the perfect place for me to once again visit this question. What is God's calling for my life? Has anything changed? Do I still feel the same calling as I did before? These are the questions that I'm asking myself a lot lately, and I imagine that many of you have asked the same question as you've prayed for God to reveal His purpose for your own life. In tonight's episode, my aim is to share with you some things that have worked for me over the years and to encourage you in your own pursuit of God's calling on your own life. By the way, if you're looking for more resources to study about God's calling on your life, I highly recommend a book called The Call by Os Guinness. That's O-S. G-U-I-N-N-E-S-S. That is a great place to start, and Oz is much smarter than I am and can offer you deeper insights than I can on this podcast. But for our sake this evening, I'd like to share with you some personal things that have worked for me. Before we begin, there is one thing that we all must know. In Scripture, we see the word calling used in several different ways. For example, we have been called to freedom, Philippians chapter 3, verse 4. We have been called to be holy, Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. We also must consider what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 20. He said, each one should remain in the condition in which he was called. God has a universal calling for all Christians, and we never grow out of it. The calling is that if you are a Christian, then you must continue to be the best Christian you can be wherever God has already put you. Are you in high school? Then you must be the best Christian you can be as a student. Are you in college? Then be the best college Christian student you can be. Are you married? Be the best spouse you can be. Are you a Marine? Then be the best Christian Marine you can be. Are you a sailor? Then be the best sailor you can be as a Christian. No matter what stage of life, job, title, or status change, it doesn't affect the fact that you are called to be the best Christian you can be while you are there. Are you single? Then be the best single Christian you can be. Are you a son or daughter? then be the best son or daughter as a Christian you can be. (laughs) I think I beat that down into you long enough. The point is clear. We all share that general calling to live as the salt and light in the world and to profess Christ wherever he has allowed us to be. So in that sense, we all have the same reason and same purpose as Christians. We're called to make Jesus known to the world. We're called to share the gospel to all who would listen. 
we're called to be a witness to those who do not know Jesus. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that a great calling that you and I share together? I I just love that so much. I want to mention that because sometimes we can get too caught up with finding God's specific calling for our lives that we neglect God's general calling for us to make him known to the world no matter what season of life we may be in. I think what I'm trying to do is take our minds off of ourselves and think heavenward, heaven-bound. Also, a quick word of caution. When I was 13 years old, I attended a youth revival meeting and the guest speaker on the last night prayed over me and he told me that God was calling me to be a pastor. Uh, But I want to express a word of caution when someone does something like that to you. Sometimes people may come to you and say, hey, God told me to tell you that you should do this or that you should do that. Well, how should we respond to that? We should be slow to make decisions. We need to ask around those that we trust and get their input and advice. Look into scripture to see if what that person told you and what the Bible says aligns together. And if it doesn't, guess who's wrong? This is why we must be familiar with the Word of God. It helps us to fight lies within ourselves. It also helps us to combat lies that others may tell us. You see, sometimes people have their own agendas in in these things. And so as I look back, yes, I became a pastor. And yes, I became a chaplain and I do ministry work. But there are better ways to think through God's calling on your life than to trust someone that you may not know and take their word as gospel just because they said that they heard from God. So the following are things you can practice as you pray for God's calling on your life from my experience. My first point being delve into God's word. No matter what we do, we must never be far from God's word. Someone once said, if you have a Bible that's falling apart, you'll have a life that isn't. I like that, right? How true that is. When we saturate ourselves into God's Word, study God's Word, immerse ourselves daily in His Word, and soak in His Word, then when we hear God's call, we will know that it is Him. Or if someone tells us something that is against God's Word, we will immediately recognize that that person is lying. No person who strays from God's Word will find their true purpose and true calling in this life. You won't find it in a magazine for self-help. You won't find it in a counselor or a friend. You won't find it in philosophy. So as you think deeply about God's will and call for your life, your mind and your heart must be filled with thoughts of heaven. If someone pricks you, let the word of God flow out from you. It is vital to have God's Word tattooed on your heart so when you hear something other than God's Word, you will immediately know that that is simply man's wisdom. God's wisdom always comes first. And as you read His Word, you'll become familiar with His voice. You will get to know His character. You'll get to know who God is. And you will be able to recognize His calling for your life as you continue to pray and ask Him for direction and clarity. So number one, delve into God's word. Number two, invite others to confirm and affirm your gifts. First Peter chapter 4 verse 10 says, 
as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. God has given Christians gifts, and we are responsible to steward those gifts. For me, over the years, I have seen my gifts in myself and have had them affirmed by people that I trust. God has gifted me, for example, with a soothing voice. In fact, I often get mistaken for a female when talking over the phone with customer service or someone I don't know. It's actually kind of embarrassing at times because it happens so often. And they're surprised to find out that I'm very much a man. Indeed, if you've seen pictures of me, you know that I'm a stocky Asian guy. Um, when I was young, I actually hated my voice because it sounds so feminine. But now I have found that over the years, my voice can be incredibly disarming. Not only that, I have a baby face. I'm 40 years old. But people are often in, in disbelief when they find out uh, how, how old I am. They think I'm in my early 30s or something. I guess it's kind of flattering. I have a friendly smile, so when I smile, people tend to smile back at me. Now, I do wish God could have given me like a baritone voice and ravishing jawline when I was younger, but now I think I, I thank God for the gifts he's given me. So how do I use my gifts? Well, as a chaplain, one of the most important things is that I be approachable. Marines and sailors need to know they can come talk to me and with my friendly voice and disarming face, I make a very approachable chaplain. So when I think about God's calling on my life to be a pastor and chaplain, my gifts fit. How about you? What kinds of gifts do you see in yourself? Is it working with your hands? Have you been affirmed by others when you make things? Is it public speaking? Have you been told that you are a good speaker? Is it hospitality? Is it mercy? Is it administration? Now here's the key. You may have certain gifts that you think you have, but do you have confirmation from others? This is why being a part of the local church is so important. Do you have spiritual brothers and sisters who know you and can speak into and affirm God's gifting in your life? Do you believe you have the gift of teaching? Well, in your local church, ask if you can have opportunities to teach others and invite them, affirm or confirm that you have those gifts. Or they may come back at you and they may see another greater gift that you have that you may not have considered. Don't make decisions by yourself when it comes to your gifts. Serve in the church that you attend so that you can grow your gifts and cultivate a community-oriented way of being affirmed. Point number three, do you have an interest in what you feel God is calling you to? Is that interest growing? Do you like reading books about it or watching movies about it? Is the desire for what you think God is calling you to becoming stronger and coming back over and over in your life? I was always drawn to deeper conversations with people. In fact, I try to avoid surface-level conversations as much as I can. Now, there is a time and place for surface-level conversation, but generally speaking, personally, I've always felt most connected with someone if we go deeper. Even as a younger person, I was always asking curious questions to others so that we could go deeper. Over time, this came back to me again and again, and as I began to pray for God's calling, I discovered that I was interested in counseling. In fact, I enjoyed it so much that people came to me to talk and help them with their problems. And I still enjoy this part of my job immensely, and it is gratifying to me. How about you? 
Do you see a reoccurring interest in what you feel God is calling you to do? As you pray, perhaps you can read books about it or do a study on it in getting to know it as much as possible and see where that goes. Number four, is your desire God-glorifying? You may have an internal tug on your heart for mission work, or perhaps you feel God is calling you to be a pastor. But why do you want to be a missionary or a pastor? Why do you want to be a dentist or a teacher? Is it God-glorifying, or is there some other hidden agenda? Why do you want to be what you want to be? Now, you need to be honest with yourself in this one, because no one will be able to read your mind. Only you and God will know. Do you honestly see a need that God has given you and that you can feel that need? Do you want to glorify God with your gifts or do you like the spotlight or perhaps the possibility of earning a lot of money that allures you? Now, we must know that we all have a sin nature. Our motivations may not always be 100% selfless, but God uses this to bring himself glory. So when you consider your heart, And if there's a small portion of it that likes the attention from others or you want to be validated by others, go to the Lord and ask him to purify your heart. Ask him for humility. And remember that God uses our sin-tainted desires to serve him despite of ourselves. And he's faithful to bring lost souls to himself and grow others by using imperfect people like you and I. So I think what I'm trying to say is even if you have desires that are not 100% pure, God can still use those desires to bring glory to himself. Just be honest with God and continue to give that to him daily. Well, I think you've heard it in my voice. I I think actually my voice is going out. Um, I've been drinking water and trying to get this clear out from my voice, but I think this is a good place for me to stop. So that is it for me this evening. What do you think? Did I hit some good points for you and could you relate to it? Or did I miss some things that you believe is important? If so, would you reach out to me at eveningthoughts at hotmail.com? You can also message me at Instagram at eveningthoughts2021. I'm open to all suggestions and opinions or even prayer requests. Thank you again for joining me tonight. I hope to see you again next weekend and be safe out there. And like always, peace and blessings. Good night.